This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. This is episode 35. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Angrej apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi bhulte. Today uh, we have uh, a smaller group. Uh, but before I introduce you to the group, just want to remind you that News Laundry Hafta is available on SoundCloud as well as on iTunes. If you listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, you can find the iTunes link below in the descriptions. This uh, Hafta is produced by Kartik Nijhavan. Today on the on the panel, we have uh, Madhu is uh, uh, out on leave. We have Manisha. Hello. We have Arunab. Hi. And we have the author of this book called For Love and Honor. Uh, for those of the losers who haven't bought it and don't know about it, it's by someone called Anand Ranganathan. Why are you doing sales? Yes, if I say it, I'll buy it. 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 Anand is here. Hello. So, uh, before we start, uh, Anand, uh, you weren't well last week. So, uh, we had just started a new format that, you know, there were like 10 or 15 things that happened in the week. So I quickly go over all of them because many people listen to it to listen to what's happening. And then we'll just discuss four or five that we think. So uh, what happened last week was uh, the biggest story that's been uh, on most channels and newspapers is in Dadri, that's near Greater Noida in Uttar Pradesh, a mob uh, killed a man uh, allegedly for eating beef or consuming beef, or that's what they believed. Uh, and his son, ob- he's, he's critical in, uh, in um, hospital. Then Modi's visit to US, which made major headlines and there was major, wherever Modi goes, of course, it's a huge uh, event. Uh, the Facebook town hall with Mark Zuckerberg. Then there was the Sanatan Sanstha. That's been occupying, like, prime time all the time. It's been, like, the fourth week they've been in the news. So they've obviously got a lot of, uh, lot of airtime. Uh, then there was the digital media push, which is also part of uh, Modi's travels. Then the Mumbai constables, women who beat up this one woman at a pandal. Uh, for uh, that she had gone to see Lal Bagh Karaja and she was bashed up. And there was, of course, the Pakistan Nawaz Sharif speech in parliament uh, at UN, which has, and, and, and our response to it, which has also made major headlines today. So what do you want to start with, Anand? Your call. Go. Uh, first of all, you were unwell last week. And uh, uh, would you be, uh, I mean, am I prying too much if I ask what was wrong? No, no, no. I mean, it's... Uh so I um, I got uh, I had stomach problems, uh, stomach pain, hmm. and uh, I got endoscopy done, and it turned out that uh, I have ulcers, which is very common. Ulcers are common. Hmm. Ulcers are quite common. Okay. Stress? What, what is it? No, not at all. Okay. It's uh, I mean I probably have um, have had ulcers for a long time, but they say if you um, if you consume nicotine, shall we put it that way? Oh. Really? Then you uh, they don't get. So you're a Chain smoker. Not a chain smoker. Not a chain. <laughs> just 25 or 10. <laughs> but I always thought stress is also a huge contributing factor. Stress is factor. a, yes, yes. Hmm? But to in my case, obviously, because I, as you know me, you know, I, I don't take stress. At I'm all. not stressed <laughs> at all. Yeah. Unlike the other news laundry staff because of what Vinandan's doing. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and what it, uh, I mean, they did, so the endoscopy was done and they uh, took a little bit of the ulcer to do the biopsy and they found out that I have... H. pylori, helicobacter pylori infection. That's so a bacteria. That's a bacteria, in fact, H. pylori. And this bacteria survives in the stomach, which has a pH of 1, which is like this, one of the strongest acids you can think of, bile. And uh, there's an interesting story attached to H. pylori. I think in the 80s, uh, you know, the world's largest selling drugs were actually anti-ulcer drugs. 
Glaxo, Zrenitidine, and so many others. And there were proton pump inhibitors and all that, and they were saying that, you know, this is caused by stress. So they were treating, you know, stress, stress relievers, and they were saying your ulcers get cured. And then there's obscure scientist, Australian scientist, biologist. He said, no, ulcers are not because of, uh, uh, you know, proton pump and stress and everything. It's because of this bacteria, H. pylori. And no one believed him. He didn't get any grants to work. And uh, the companies obviously thwarted all his attempts to, because, you know, they were selling, they were yeah, making the billions sellers. of dollars. Right. So ultimately, he was so frustrated that he actually took a vial of H. pylori, about 50 ml, and he drank it. Oh, dear God. And uh, he got ulcers. And then he took antibiotics to cure the ulcers. And he got the Nobel Prize for it. Now, that is a really dramatic <laughs> story. You know, like, like people say only artists are mad. Yes. You know, the divana pun, that yes. you're just obsessed with yes. your art. Absolutely. Even scientists are. Yes. Even, I believe, yeah. the, the person who uh, figured out how to cure uh, uh, malaria... He yes. would get those mosquitoes to bite him and... and, and uh, not to him, to his servants, actually. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> shit. Dear God. Okay, I think Ronald Ross uh, is a British, uh, I mean, in Calcutta. Oh, I see. So, so. I obviously got the British version. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. So what do you want to start with? I don't yeah. know. What, what story would you want to go with? Uh, that was, that's made the headlines. Or do you want to go with something that you really liked? <coughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, we can start with uh, Dadri, I suppose, since, uh, okay, since that's the biggest story news. of uh, right. the day. So what do you think the uh, coverage has been over the top, under the over, just right? I think it's been all right. <laughs> I haven't watched much TV, but uh, I think uh, I, I, the, the story was an Express exclusive, right? No, it, it was an exclusive. It was. I, I think I, Times of India also yeah, carried Times of India had a really tiny, the tiny, column, but yeah, the, the, tiny thing. Yeah, Express I didn't Express, yeah. Express, Express played up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's horrific. I mean... Uh, and what bothered me was, uh, you know, uh, so I happened to go through uh, the Express uh, stories, uh, uh, the online versions uh, in a comment section, and a lot of people who said that they bought it upon themselves, and uh, I thought we hadn't reached that stage yet, you know, in spite of, you know, whatever Modi. Uh, things. <laughs> not Modi, I mean, Modi's not, uh, I mean, mm. not directly Modi, definitely. I mean, the, the climate of polarization that we've been living in over the last. Uh, <coughs> A few uh, uh, months, uh, yeah, or, uh, or the last year or so, and which I say that both parties are equally responsible, uh, you know. So I mean, I didn't know we'd reached that stage because somebody was killed in cold blood in front of his daughter uh, because a calf went missing, and for anyone to justify that is just absurd. And yeah. uh, <coughs> a lot of that is happening. Hmm. That's that's quite unfortunate. And to Your me, thing? what was really, uh, I don't know, what really struck me in the first report was the police taking out uh, the meat samples from the fridge hmm. to see whether it's mutton or whether it's beef. Now, maybe they did it because, it's, I don't know, they were investigating because this guy was allegedly killed because he supposedly consumed beef. But just imagine living in a country where a murder like this happens and there's an investigation agency that actually looks into your fridge for the food item and takes it to a forensic lab. I mean, the whole thing is so bizarre. It is just so absurd. And uh, this, uh, now it, uh, Express only again today reported that there has been this climate of polarization in this particular village. There is this group called uh, something Sena, what? Sam Sammati Sena or something. Sam Samadhan Sena. Samadhan Sena. Sena. That had been, uh, you know, getting, uh, talking to young kids, kind of riling them up, instigating them. And then you've had ministers, the BJP minister coming out today saying that... Uh, uh, there would be a Mahapanchayat and you can't mess with our whatever beliefs. And uh, I don't know, I think there should be, 
you've had a government in Maharashtra that's banned beef. There is obviously this climate. I, I don't think you can disassociate this particular incident from the center or the BJP government. Yeah, I, I think this guy, Arnab, was also pointing that out uh, last night to his credit, that you cannot disassociate the whole entire, yeah. what he called beef politics. Which has come to play, f- at least, I don't know. I haven't heard, I don't know, Anand was saying that there have been incidents like this before. Yes. But I haven't heard of murder like this. I no, haven't heard murders. of a mob. They've been. So, I mean, if I can come, I, I think I have three or four points to make on this because I've uh, you know, read a little about this thing. One is we, right now, we don't know the whole truth. Uh, so that's just first up. But second, it is uh, one of the most horrendous incidents you know, to have come up in recent memory. It's absolutely appalling, criminal, and people should be caught and punished for it. Uh, the thing that struck me, uh, you know, as far as media coverage was concerned and as far as journalists was concerned, that the outrage was way over the top. Really? Uh, in the sense that, you know, I mean, we had people tweeting that, you know, this is, this is what India has become now. India is lynching Muslims. This is, this is the intolerance that we've, you know, we've come to. This is the effect. We're becoming Pakistan. We're becoming... So, you know, and when you have that kind of a thing, you lose, lose a little bit of perspective. And here I come to, you know, the other two points. One is that these appalling incidents have actually been happening over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, you know, it's unacceptable, but they have been happening. People have been killed. For example, uh, which case comes I, to I cannot remember. In fact, Rupa Subramanya listed out, you know, with um, newspaper uh, links, with links of, you know, a lot of she previous She clashes, as far as I know. She listed out incidents of... But, you know, the, the, the point that uh, making... Uh, <coughs> while this may be happening, like, for example, Saftar Hashmi was killed, what is now Saftar Hashmi Mar, by Congress goons. I didn't... I mean, there was no 24 hours channels then, but I think if I would have... Congress spokespersons saying it, justifying it? No, no. There'd be a problem. So I don't think that equivalence is fair because it's for the first time stuff like this is happening and it's mainstreaming is happening by its justification being given by people of consequence on national television. No, There's a big difference there. No, so it's, but it's I mean, not I'm not just talking of the justification right now. I'm just talking of the incidents that have happened. A, they've happened before. And B... To equate it to, uh, you know, India lynch, I mean, you know, for example, I think Arnab also yesterday, he just went completely ballistic. So, uh, the the other thing I've forgotten, sorry, what I was going to tell about, uh, you know, the two points that, yes, so I, I remember it now, which is that we forget, you know, the, the media forgets that how communal, how uh, divisive, uh, you know, the villages are. People... People forget that. And I think if I, if I can't remember the quote of Dr. Ambedkar correctly, but he said 70 years ago in the Constituent Assembly that uh, the village is a perfect den of vice, of communalism, of bigotry, of, you know, Lawrence. things. So, yes. And if, if you believe that, you know, that has suddenly come up, I think that is wrong. I think, and I know from personal instances, you know, of ancestral villages where... There is appalling uh, caste discrimination. Uh, you know, there are, uh, and we know atrocities against Dalits. There was this horrendous case where a Dalit bridegroom had to wear a helmet while oh, he was wall on the that horse. was constructed, that yes, water you know, on while he's stoned, he's going to... So, these are instances. Now, let me come to the justification. I think it is totally unacceptable and unbelievable that anybody can justify this. Um, 
so if anybody who's done this, um, uh, you know, act, uh, and I, uh, I think there was this ex-MLA, BJP MLA, uh, Nagar, Nagar, he said that if, if the, uh, uh, you know, the person ate beef, then, you know, uh, he should face the consequences. This yeah, is according uh, to yeah. the Hindu reporter. Sure, yeah. But I haven't, I mean, many people are saying that his interview, right. if you look at Times now, he hasn't really said this. Fair. Whatever. But I mean, the, the point is, you know, uh, you create, uh, a mob can be created in a village at a moment's notice. A village has that kind of an atmosphere where you have rampant bigotry and rampant this. It is a terrible incident, but to say that, uh, you know, this is this is what India has come to. India has become Pakistan, and obviously, saying that it has all been happening, you know, since 2014, is I would say wrong. Yeah. Now, this this is I think it lies somewhere economy between the two hyperbole. It's not India has become Pakistan, but at the same time, pretending it has nothing to do with presented dispensation is also as untrue as it has become Pakistan. So explain I that. Think, yeah, uh, yeah. What has no. it to do with, for example... No. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying. So I think what is different from it's happening, like for example, you know, when people say this has happened before. Uh, corruption had been happening in India since independence. The first Jeep scam of, you know, Nehru's uh, good friend. But mainstreaming of it happened under Manmohan's cabinet. The dhadalle se jaise hote thi, ki bhai raja jo chahe karega, Shibu Surena's water minister was absconding because he had a warrant for murder out against him. And there's nothing anyone could do. It had become mainstreamed. Does that mean that it, uh, corruption was in, in, invented by Manmohan? It was completely legitimate to attack UPA2 for having mainstreamed corruption. And if someone's defense at that time was, people are talking as if he's invented corruption. Of course not. That's not what people are saying. But he mainstreamed it. So when you have a BJP MP called uh, Kumar Bhartendra Singh, saying on air that killing cows is an economic crime. You, you deprive people of their livelihood. They cannot do this, they cannot do that, and it has economic consequences. Therefore, such things happen. When the ruling party's MP, and you have Adityanath, you have, you know, these are not fringe elements. You yourself said that. Yes. When you have that person saying that on air, and you have journalists, you know, like I saw again, Gaurav Savant, Savant genius, I mean, I'm, and it's just amazing Appalling. the kind of loony, you yeah. know, I've, 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 I just went on uh, and saw, because, you know, so I'm not aware what he said. <coughs> the, the same that, argument that, the same, uh, when uh, that it happened and communal riots happened Hindutva. there, all of Muslim Islam wasn't attacked. Here it's happened, all of Hindutva is attacked. Of course, he's confusing Hinduism and Hindutva and he should educate himself Very on the difference in the he truth. He said, I'm a Hindu, proud of my religion, don't support what happened in Dadri, nor the attacks on Hindutva by so-called selective secularists. So I, I don't think and even, also like why... I don't think he even understands the difference between Hindutva and Hinduism and what yeah, Shabarkar yeah, had exactly. to do. So, I mean, that kind of illiteracy we are now used to in the mainstream media. But the point is, it has become mainstreamed. Defending such an action has become mainstreamed. And that is, that is when, when people draw parallels with uh, Hit, Hitler. It was hyperbole five years ago. Today, I will say, and I myself used to say it's hyperbole. Today, it's not. Because mainstreaming of dastardly events by people in power who are representative of those for the rest of us, and they're saying it's okay, that they're justifying it, that is where the problem starts. So I, I, I get your point totally. And I think it is, uh, we discussed this before, that you know earlier I used to think that they're loony fringe who are saying all these things. But they're not loony fringe anymore. You know, but having said that, Abhinandan, there again, you know, there are two points. One is that, uh, you know, people have, you know, all, you know, when the Gujarat riots happened, and people blamed the BJP. 
and in my in my case it is rightly so because they were in charge if you're in charge of something you take the blame for it and at that point as well you know people said that look you know this is this is india and you know whatever now to say that bjp mainstreamed uh, a riot would not be correct because congress had done a lot of writing beforehand as well so uh, you know it, what you're saying is true to an extent that ministers are making such you know uh, ridiculous remarks and uh, and spokespersons of channels they are they are coming and saying that they are they're saying this is a reaction to this so therefore it will happen so that's what i'm saying so therefore it's it's not quite as outlandish to say that mahol jo bana hai but when they are saying like, as recently 2013 narendra modi himself gave a speech somewhere in western up where he slammed the congress's so called pink revolution and you know and the usual rhetoric about you know how cow slaughter goes against you know uh, india's culture i mean it, it's uh, it's there in front of me where he where he said that you know somebody picked it up so no. so no i, I don't what i'm saying i, mean, I, I disagree with narendra modi because i i don't want beef to be banned because you know if you want also, to want ban beef then you ban chicken as well ban on animals but that is his point of view True. That's fine. Right. No, no, what I what I don't understand is when everyone's saying that you know secularists are attacking Modi, where Modi is trying to do with it. So fine, the, as the prime minister of the country, he he knows that there is a certain you know environment of you know polarization where he may or may not have directly to do with anything. And his ministers. No, what I don't understand is why can't Modi you know send out a tweet or you know I mean he's tweeted about he's tweeted congratulating the Japan's uh, Japan's uh, prime minister on his birthday and you know and he's tweeted condolences to. Uh, Asha Bhosle, uh, she lost her son. So I don't understand if, if there is something. If, if people are asking questions, I mean, what is so difficult in saying? Ki, I think yes. because that would that that would uh, distance his base, and yes. his power is his base, and his yeah. base is the kind of. But you know, again, you're talking about BJP supporting the beef ban. Uh, you know, even before BJP, uh, you know, Congress has banned beef in Maharashtra. It's banned beef in 23 other states. Many of them are UPA Congress rule states. They beef ban. So this is a cultural roadblock. and this cultural roadblock is and i i fear it's not going to go away fast because the constituency is this villages and this archaic thinking uh, although bigotry. although i think cities are as uh, so when even rijiju says you know rijiju said we have to respect the sentiments of the majority and not uh, did he say not eat beef i don't know uh, but you know he said uh, but he backtracked on that and that's what i said yeah i did that whatever. i remember that statement that you're yeah. talking about yeah but yeah i mean anyway i just think it's but i mean you go to the east of india you go to the south of india people are eating beef yeah, but, i mean it's not you know yeah but the thing about the, the point uh, was that the the big concern why there's that alarm bells are ringing and if they're ringing in rational people like you said it is being mainstreamed if tomorrow i see like the congress they keep denying that they had anything to do with the 84 riot but today and you know when that case came up when anirudh bhel had done that sting about a year year and a half ago i would have been shocked had any congress spokesperson started defending it that it was okay it was a reaction to something like big tree falls earth will shake kind of thing today that kind of defense would leave people aghast the unself consciousness with which bjp people can do that on tv shocks me that means it is acceptable there is no social stigma attached to justifying that position Th- that is the big difference that's come i think not that it's not happened before or anything right but i mean you know i don't know whether how many people castigated rajiv gandhi for saying that when the big big tree well, falls there is action reaction yeah, thing i'm sure they have i mean, I mean that is something that i don't understand a, again that was 84 no. there were there were not no, channels what? but there is a book written by manoj mitta he is a very well known journalist mr phulka has written about it 
there's uh, many books have been written on Operation Blue Star. Mark Tully and uh, Jacob, uh, Satish Jacob have written a book. So, the, in, I mean, journalists have written about it. The, he said that until today he hasn't lived that down. But again, No, but would you have called it mainstreaming? That's what I'm saying. Of course. Of co I mean, had people, had he done that... So mainstreaming had happened before. No, th what I'm saying is, see, that's again, the that's thing I'm saying is, today it is acceptable to say it on TV and get away with it. That time one person said it, and that till today is criticized. Books have been written. There is a book written called When a Big Tree Falls. Yes, yes. Which trashes him. But... Today, I have not seen people defend that remark. There is a certain self-consciousness to that. So, today, there is unself-consciousness in defending the kind of remarks that you see. Whether it is from that woman who is rather disturbing from BJP, the Sanju Varma. I mean, the kind of things that they say without realizing how ridiculous it is, you know, it, it has been mainstream. So, Trivedi also. So, but again, I mean, you know, I, as I said, you know, I'm not uh, denying the fact that, uh, you know, you have these, uh, you know, uh, ministers and I would call them, you know, buffoons. Spokes, she's an she's a official spokesperson. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, I don't Saying this, but uh, when you say mainstream, you're talking about a psyche of 1.2 billion people, what they're thinking. Or no. What is the... No, that's not what, what do you mean by mainstreaming? Mainstreaming is when people who are in positions of spokespersons yeah. can say this and taking a lead from there you get the kind of stuff that you see, whether it's online, or whether you meet people saying, Thik hai, to hota hai. that is how, jisko na, mahol banana, ye aise banta hai. Jab aap ek bolo, like tribe leaders, there's a very good TED talk of how you send a message. One person says something there, the 10 chattabattas get their signal, okay, this is acceptable. Now we can get away with this. So it's very, it's very simple. If you look, if you just go through Sanju Varma's, uh, Twitter timeline. She is the, the official spokesperson of BJP. She is an official spokesperson of BJP. I don't think that's con that's contested. Her, she's retweeted. Uh, uh, I'll read out a few tweets that she retweeted. The first tweet she has retweeted says, "Hindu guy brutally killed for marrying a Muslim girl in Bihar." Yes, you guessed right. MSM never showed debated this. 188 killed in Mumbai in 2006, uh, 166 in 2008, not one comment on Islam, this is God of Sound's tweet. One killed in Dadri and all attack on Hindustan don't equate religion with fringe. Sanju Verma's retweeted this. I am, I, I'd be very uncomfortable if the government that, uh, you know, that uh, administers me has this woman as a spokesperson. I yeah. think, I, I don't know how it's a defendable position. I, I think this is just not done. I don't, I wouldn't even see, you know, for all of uh, Sanjay Jha's foolishness, I don't think even he'd do this. So I don't, I mean, she appears on TV, she defends the BJP's position day in, day out. And for her to tweet this is just very disturbing. And uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And we've said that. We, it's agreed. But, you know, if you go back, let's say, five months, and if you remember the atmosphere that was created, uh, you know, on the Christian attacks, Christians are being attacked. And, you know, Ribeiro's articles and, you know, day in and day out, that was the thing. And the same thing of, I'm not calling it bogey, because it is intolerance. But, you know, I'm just trying to say that, this thing of intolerance, India is becoming intolerant, minorities are being attacked. You know, everyone who's writing a piece now, who's appalled now on India being intolerant, had written a piece five months ago that India is intolerant now, then. Now, what happened to each of those attacks? But the house that's the same as but this. But no, I mean, I'm just talking of this, this specter of intolerance that is being no, but, created. But, no, but they're the, the, the two different things, yeah. Anand. Uh, what, what at least I'm talking about. I mean, I don't know and who, I mean, what we X know, is for saying. Example, I don't know what X is saying. What, what I'm you saying. You know, many AAP, AAP people what, 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 went in bus. What, 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 you know, what I'm saying is. In not, Bengal, you had yeah, the nun rape yeah, case. And, you know, you're saying. One is. What I'm saying is. 
is this limited point. The mainstreaming of the discourse of hate happens when spokespersons of a party say the kind of stuff Arunab was talking about. That has nothing to do with people speculating on how an attack took place and it turning out to be wrong. That is, that is a different thing. That's, I mean, that's like comparing apples and, so you know. Let me, let me just bring a nuance here, you know, and I think I, I, uh, I said this about three, four minutes ago, maybe I couldn't explain properly. When you say mainstreaming, I agree with you, you know, uh, your definition, mainstreaming is happening when the spokespersons are saying this. According to me, a second set of mainstreaming is when people are taking that, what the spokespersons are saying, and they mainstream the events, the public, and they're writing about it. So the event has been mainstreamed in the sense that people are outraging about it, people are discussing it. So that's a second set. Now, during the Christian attacks, okay, the BJP spokespersons, I mean, they, they didn't have the facts with them, for heaven's sake, but, you know, after a month of that, uh, you know, Jaitley said that this is, this is not true, okay? At that point of time, no one believed them. People still said the mainstreaming of the event happened, even though the mainstreaming of the, uh, you know, through the BJP spokesperson did not happen. They did not say, well, you know, uh, Christians are being attacked, but what about, you know, as you're saying, what about Muslims, Hindus being attacked, where, or whatever. The mainstreaming of the na national psyche in terms of press, in terms of articles and coverage happened during those, the Christian attack stories. I think what you're basically getting right. at is you're saying that the mainstream media, you're basically critiquing the so mainstream media for being I agree alarmist. your mainstreaming, I agree your definition, but I'm saying that mainstreaming also happen, happens after that. And there are many articles that well, reflect but that. But I don't agree with your criticism of the media in this, because at least in this, this incident, no, but I think I'll tell you, Manisha, reports no have one, been very balanced. No one apologized for, you know, the uproar that was caused, and no one came back and said, look... The nun was raped and, you know, we, uh, in, in Bengal. We've discussed and this we, before. We and we blamed uh, Hindus for it. And now when it turns out that they were Bangladeshis or whatever. No, NDTV carried story. No one, they carried yeah. I remember we've discussed it before. The stories were carried in 17, detail. Everyone's page 18, you know, no, whatever. On television. The whatever. Agra thing. You know, John Dayal screaming anyway, so, that but this I, is what again, is happening. I don't see how that is relevant to this. No, it's relevant I mean, in the in sense this... that we are discussing what has been, the event has been mainstream. No, no. We are discussing that political parties and people in responsible position Abhinandan, are justifying an action. That. I that understood is, that. That is I understood what that. the that is media... What you mean by what? your mean, meaning of mainstreaming. What I'm saying is when the BJP spokespersons said, no, these attacks aren't happening, even then, the mainstreaming of the event happened in our psyche. That's not the mainstreaming of an event. That is just what something is getting publicity. I'm saying mainstreaming yeah. of a... Of a, a thought. A school of thought. A school of thought. Mainstreaming is referring to a school of thought. What gets publicity is not mainstreaming. Like, one is not mainstreaming uh, Modi's US visit. That's in the news. One is not mainstreaming, like, the, uh, India's win at the World Cup. That is what is making news. Mainstreaming is referring to a school of thought which becomes socially acceptable. A, a point of news is not mainstreaming. That is just what is being spoken about. That's it. Okay, we're moving on to Mahal or Kahakam Banai. Abhi US mein Mahal Banatha with all the CEOs, and that got much attention. and Lots of one thing I'll have to say wherever Modi goes, Mahal banta hai. Which we follow, Mahal to banta hai. None of the American newspapers carried it. I mean, it was not front front page for any of the American newspapers. The American newspapers got the. Someone wrote an article about that, right? Scroll. Yeah, it didn't. But but this the. And in fact, Saba Nakvi also tweeted saying that the beef story has taken made more news than Modi's visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. Yeah, I mean, no matter how much you try to, but I was just I saw some you know statistics about all these guys that they promised. I think Google and Facebook and Yevo that 
one said that we'll connect 500 uh, railway stations with Wi-Fi and stuff. Actually, how much that comes to is like, you know, something like $200,000, $250,000, which is less than what they spend for their caterer in one week. So, but they are being announced as big programs. I just thought, uh, it, I, and there's this one journalist, I forget his name, I should remember, he's done this calculation on his Facebook post. But it would be interesting had someone done that calculation, seen all these big announcements that got the kind of applause. Like one to just state government does programs 50 times that size at a municipality level. But I but think what, what probably is, uh, I know, I think you're right. You know, there's not, Facebook is not investing $10 billion or FDI is not coming in because of the Facebook, uh, you know, investing or talking to Modi. But as you're saying, Modi jahan jaate hai, mahal bana rahe hai. There is something called the economic sentiment as well, you know, that actually has a lot of role to play in the uh, up, upping and downing of shares, for example, of stock market. So maybe you can say Modi meeting all these guys, CEOs, he's creating an economic sentiment, which is a positive sentiment. On that note, uh, I mean, again, this is nothing, this is yeah. not to criticize Modi Plus, at in all. In the last uh, one year, uh, the FDI, uh, which is foreign direct investment, has gone up by 54%. So, I mean, you know... I That's quite know. fabulous. According to Tavleen Singh, of all people, in her Sunday column, she says that doing business has become more difficult in the last year compared to... has become more difficult in the last year. So, I don't know... I, I mean, five of her friends must have told her the last party she attended. Yeah, I mean, she loves sharing figures, but... Uh, <laughs> she's getting a diary uh, uh, important uh, from London. doing business not that well, but although the growth rate in the four core sectors or the five core sectors has gone down to 2.6 from five, same time last year, so... Growth rates are slowing significantly. You know, FTI is going up. So, of course, you know, that, that data, I'm sure different economists will spin it in different ways as we go forward. But again, I mean, you know, here is probably tied to cutting of the interest rate that happened only now uh, and, you know, control of the inflation, which I am totally with Raghuram Rajan. I think he's done a fabulous job uh, and people are not giving him credit for it. You know, Swami and uh, all the others, there's like a conniving kind of, a, a, a you know, almost Macbeth-like thing to get rid of Rajan. I think that would be a real disaster. Uh, then if you could just quickly move on to something else that uh, made news was um, that VVIP racism. So, sorry, hmm. just to continue with that. Sure. I mean, are you, ag I mean, there, you know, there, there was a lot of coverage as to Modi Amesha Bahar Rehta Hai, Bahar travel kar raha hai. He's traveled to, you know, so many, and TOI gave the status, compared it to the other countries. Are you against or for him traveling abroad? I think he should travel abroad. Yeah. I think that's the PM's job. Yeah. To get, especially a country like India, we need the world right now to survive. But wasn't this more about, I mean, wasn't the media discourse this time more about, you know, uh, Facebook, you know, internet.org and... Internet.org. In fact, we should discuss that because uh, you see a lot of benefits with internet.org. You are leaning towards that side. Yeah. So, but anyway, we'll just close this. Yeah, I think uh, the PM should spend that kind of time abroad. He should, uh, f f you know, forge bonds. Uh, but he did Although the same. maybe changing clothes three times a day is probably not the... That, that I mean, I didn't I even notice, actually. That's petty to me, you know. Yeah, but I do think that, that he has maintained a 100% record of doing petty things in his abroad speeches by trashing the home country's past governments. And that is, a, he's got 100% hit records. Yeah, he and does that. On that, I say... He does that. That, that is one <laughs> thing that, to me, looks the most petty. You know, it just demonstrates one's one has not grown big enough to to occupy a chair that requires a stature that doesn't require you to trash everyone from 
Nehru to Shastri to uh, Atal Bihari Vajpayee. <laughs> and who says, oh my God, that was too funny in his speech when he said, Mujh par koi hai arop? Hai? Hai? I was like, dude, what is this WWF? <laughs> like, really? Of course, but who is the audience? Actually, sir, there is. May I point your attention to someone? Of course, someone will do it. But what I'm saying is, mature dog. Democracy's PM doesn't do, like, he doesn't enter like WWF's Undertaker. <laughs> and then say that how terrible the rest of WWF. And on that, Undertaker is still alive and kicking. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I remember seeing him when I was three years old and he's still there and he's still fighting. Yeah, see what bodybuilding and steroids do to you? Sorry, which Undertaker are you his talking fa- about? His face is, is visible now. <laughs> <laughs> the real Undertaker. Yeah, but I, I think he should travel. Now, I, I think, you know, to come back to this, he, this is, I don't know why he does it. If I can say it, he's not being groomed properly. It's a very politically incorrect thing to say, possibly. Who but knows Modi? <laughs> Maybe it's difficult. But if you are a prime minister, you know, I mean this is something that even if he looks even within BJP, I can it's unthinkable to see Atal Vihari Vajpayee doing this, you know. Yeah, but Vajpayee is one of the finest PMs you've ever had in my view. It, I mean, for me he's probably the best that in my lifetime I've seen. Yeah? Yeah. Who's better? Not Rajiv for sure. Indira I mean, a lot of people say... As much as you hate him, but it has to be Nehru, the best PM. I don't know, dude. I mean, he fucked up, he fucked up, but then he also did a lot of things, you know. You know, I don't know. I just think at that time, we were so excited with independence that, and he was part of that, that any shit that he did, for example, I mean, just, you know, my mother gives me the example, and Israel and we, you know, became a nation around the same time. Their parliament sat in tents, but they made sure the big houses and the big buildings were hospitals and schools. Here, as soon as the Viceroy is vacated, Nehruji said, I'm here. He should have stayed in the DDA flat and said, let's make that a school. What I'm saying is, and that came from his primary... But democracy, yeah. democracy. I mean, he really paved... I would agree with the BJP on this. All of us, my generation, yes, yours, maybe less, has been fed a history that is one-sided. Okay, so I do think Nehru is over-celebrated. And uh, uh, he took from India as much as India he gave to India, if not more. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I have a soft spot for Jawaharlal Nehru. Ah. I mean, I see him as like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bertie Wooster uh, <laughs> and Sadar Patel as Jeeves, for example. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, to come back to who's been the best prime minister, I would say it has to be IMF. You know, <laughs> because had IMF not twisted the arms of Narsimha Rao, and I, I would say Narsimha Rao has been, you know... Yeah, he was great. This very was underrated. one change. Agreed. Completely very underrated. underrated. Completely. And, and he managed a coalition that was more diverse than what Atalji managed. Right. And at that time, you never heard that Abhi Gai, Abhi Gai. During Atalji's six years, Abhi Gai, Abhi Gai, Abhi Gai. That was, you know, Mamta would three of it. So he was great at managing. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, that whole Chandraswami dude. Like, you know, you cannot raise a finger on Atal personally. No, I think I really? can. Really? I'm not really, really charitable Who? towards you. Oh, Bhatta Charji, are you going to say? No. Uh, maybe, maybe that, but oh. what about the Bab- on the eve of the Babri, Babri demolition? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, of course, I agree politically that what I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, one of Atal's closest friends was in Chandraswami. What I'm saying is you are known by the company you keep. That is what I'm saying. Like, uh, 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 Indraji had Dhirendra Brahmachari, what was, uh, uh, Atalji had Chandraswami. 
अगर ये लोग मोदी का बता दो जाते जाते मोदी हैज मोदी यार मोदी हैज अमिशा इफ दीज आर योर क्लोज कॉन्फिडेंट्स आई एम वरिड अटल डिंट हैव सच शेडी कैरेक्टर्स एज हिज बॉडीज दैट्स ऑल आई एम सेइंग एडवानी एंड प्रमोद महाजन प्रमोद महाजन आल्सो ही वाज क्वाइट प्रमोद महाजन वाज शेडी दो महाजन वाज शेडी पोलिटिकल he was my favorite character because you could do so much with him he was a poet he, he used to have this ada of oh yes ah ye achhi baat nahi hai you know he just had this personality uh, which was attractive in a way it was endearing of uh, uh, modi um, unfortunately i think had he been the statesman to tha was he is the last statesman prime minister i think after that we haven't really kya hota hai statesman matlab he had that or mian <laughs> I think I think the one who had the best opportunity to do hell of a lot for this country uh, was Rajiv Gandhi. You know, ah. the youth matters. I think by the time Atal Bihari Vajpayee became the Prime Minister, it was like 30 years too late mm. for him. You know, he was 70 something. Rajiv was the worst Prime Minister, I think. No, what I'm saying, opportunity yeah. to. I mean, he had such an amazing majority, and you know, for it to uh, for him to fritter it away on, uh, you know. You know, I was very amused. <coughs> the congress spokespersons like these is actually the congress like has to defend such i mean i don't know maybe they don't have any st- strategy happening because rahul is overseas uh, and he must have doing the doing the strategizing like when this whole digital india push happened they were saying uh, bjp you uh, modi is taking credit for something that rajiv started to when rajiv was around computers were invented so people said digital people didn't know that internet will happen and what it can do i mean kuch to matlab there should be within the realms of realism you should so rajiv had foreseen there will be something called the internet which will become such a potent force that i mean really dudes so anyway i just thought that was that was hysterical now uh, arun ab you are a huge supporter of not a huge but a you huge kind supporter. of think that internet.org as opposed to the mainstream narrative Uh, with you know uh, the independent type media that facebook.org is not a, sorry internet.org will uh, is is a corporate uh, trick but you think it's a great idea tell me i don't think it's a great idea but i think it's a necessary evil because it's very well to you know sit in your i mean sit in south delhi's living room rooms <laughs> and you know rail about net neutrality when most of uh, when so uh, pretty much and 80% of the 80% of the population does not have any access to internet and uh, i mean uh, so my what i was what i actually think is i mean could you just tell in three lines quickly our audience what internet.org is for those who don't know so internet.org uh, will essentially comprise uh, a few basic websites as facebook puts it and facebook will decide which what uh, those websites are going to be and everything will be routed through facebook so And it'll, it'll be free. So it'll internet, be free. So if you go to internet.org, everything there is free, as opposed to you have to pay for any other broadband connection. That's going to be free, and they will decide what websites are in internet. So post it on the internet. So you don't need a Wi-Fi for internet.org. I mean, by free. You, you know, do. you need a Wi-Fi. You need a device, of course. The, the infrastructure is yours. Sorry, I'll just explain. So if you have 3G right now, if you you know surf 3G email, you are paying data charges. Yes. When you have the internet.org on your garden, when you launch, inter- you are not paying anything. It's free. So any web surfing you do through internet or org is free. You won't pay anything for it. But 
Facebook will decide what all is in internet.org. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So it's basically not an internet search, Facebook net. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the catch? I mean, if you know, there's something... The catch is that Facebook decides what you see, that if Facebook controls information, which it already is doing. And by the way, uh, uh, I read a piece uh, in uh, the Nyman Journalism Lab uh, website that uh, Garden and uh, I think the New York Times are going to experiment uh, posting articles directly on Facebook. So Facebook is doing is uh, doing that as it is. So I mean, we all do it as a news organization. I mean, uh, so no. The point is, I think uh, people, the internet is such. I mean, I think it's a beautiful invention. I think you know people are going to see through Facebook. You know, the fact you know initially people will be happy as they're giving us free internet, but we'll realize there's much more to this than what Facebook is providing. So I think that that will take care of it organically. You know, I mean, I mean that concern that people, uh, you know, Facebook will only decide what they get to see and it'll be only a, the set, this set of websites that people have access to, that will be solved organically. Also, I think uh, the problem, infrastructural problem is, uh, 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 you know, most the mobile phones are a huge thing, will be a bigger thing in the years to come, and most of rural India is on internet through mobiles. And for mobiles, I mean, the, the kind of the, the kind of infrastructure that the government has built, or that the net neutrality activists, you know, advocate for, you know, that is, I mean, that's essentially, you know, wires, broadband, broadband, uh, broadband connections, which which require people to have computers or laptops, which people don't. Or they'll have, have to pay heavy. <laughs> Yeah, data charges have, which have, have rural, data, India, will data charges, rural India will not afford. And internet dot org gives it I think free. internet is, is a must, and I, I think it's 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 one of those things that you just can't do it out. And people will discover, as I said, on their own through websites that Facebook. Does it make provided. you uncomfortable, Manisha? It happened in 2000 when uh, uh, when uh, this guy came over, uh, Bill Gates came over, and. Uh, you know, so there, then you know, there was a slight shift, you know, in the government policy of moving to Linux systems, and then you know, uh, uh, this guy lobbied heavily. You know, I mean, this, uh, um, this guy being who? Uh, Bill Gates lobbied ah. heavily for you know, they launched their education softwares and all sort of window. Every Indian uh, in a computer has uh, Windows. It happened. I mean, it was Bill Gates' philanthropist image as a smokescreen, which is what's happening now. I mean, that's what corporations do. But I, I don't think it's that evil. You know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's all right. In, in our context, in the kind of country we are, I think it's perfectly the all right. benefits. Well, I, I do agree a little bit with your second point where you say that perhaps we shouldn't undermine people's ability to discover the internet as and when it comes to them and perhaps we shouldn't undermine the power of internet in reaching to people and we shouldn't think Facebook is this all-powerful thing. But I think what most people sitting in Delhi drawing rooms have a problem with <laughs> is, <laughs> is <laughs> transparency. <laughs> the key thing that a lot of activists and see again a little point about you know You've said this often that it's very elitist. I think it doesn't matter whether it's elitist or not. You know, because often when you are criticizing... it matters. No. Why do you criticize? I'll tell you why. Because then, this is one big problem I have with criticism or Andhati Roy also. Because it becomes about, oh, you're an IIC, oh, you drink beer, you can't talk about rights. I, I don't do that. No, but you're doing the same you thing for net beer? neutrality activists. <laughs> I don't you're do You're saying that because you're, you're in Delhi... You're found drunk, usually. Or, you know, you can't talk. But these are also policy people who've invested a lot of time and energy into understanding what the issue is. And often in this case, the fine print is too difficult for even a journalist to understand. So if somebody's invested time, they've figured out that, hey, hang on, what you're doing is not all that smart. Stop, look at what you're doing. Let's think of a policy which is, you know, more robust. There's nothing wrong in listening to them just because they're sitting in Delhi. You know? I'm not, I'm, so that's I, I don't, I'm, I feel uncomfortable with this. 
that, that's what I'm argument saying. Argument that it's it will be elitist. Of but course, but policy is argument, no, if, if, going if, to be made by people who know a little that, more that's than. That's a critique of how I argue. You critique my argument, not critique of how I reach that argument. That's exactly what you were doing. No, no, I'm not so doing. So you're I'm, critiquing I'm not, elitism. You're not critiquing what they're saying. The content of what they're saying is we want transparency from Facebook. Of course, that's not true. I'm you tell us what I'm you're doing. I am critiquing the fact that people think net neutrality is something that we can, you know, that that can be reality and people of this country can get all everyone in this country can access to net uh, to internet and you know we maintain net neutrality in the spirit supposed You're to maintain it's not going to happen it's not going to happen i think okay. i think, I think I th the bigger problem that they're raising is transparency in the way facebook deals with data it has a history of not being transparent you still don't know what they're doing with your data so giving power to a company like this in especially a new market where there is just one body that will have access to so much if it's not okay. Facebook, somebody Data. else will do it. But that doesn't somebody mean we'll allow them to do it. Doesn't mean we let people do it. So, okay, that, so but therefore, policy people have to come and you settle and it say, no. over blows. Just, just <laughs> let's whoever's left standing with the least bloody nose wins. Uh, Anand, what yeah, do you say? I think just two points here. Are you comfortable? Uncomfortable, first of all. Which uh, you're not sure yet. I'm, I'm actually, I don't know much about internet talk, but I mean, as uh, the discussion of what I've, uh, you know, kind of gleaned from from this. Fight is two points. One is <laughs> from this fight. <laughs> from this fight. <laughs> from this fight, which I think Manisha is kind of winning right now. It's nine ten. Manisha is winning. Huh. Yeah. By just Sex points, not by yeah. knockout. Not There's by knockout. There's a Stefanian thing kicking in there. So two things. One, do would people have a choice to go to internet or org? If yes, then I personally don't see anything wrong with it. And two. Believe it or not, Manisha, the fact of the matter is over the past five years, you know, all of us have had, we have self-compromised with our privacy, okay, without knowing. So when you say Facebook would have all your data, every damn app that you download has everything it wants to know about our. Any email you send through Google, they know, the ads come according to that. So we have, and we've, we are living with it right now, okay? So those are the two points that... Uh... Okay, so anyway, uh, we'll let the audience decide. I think we should carry a series on this. We should Maybe we'll do a podcast where we get area experts and maybe he, we can get two area experts. One who thinks it's good, one he does a net neutrality debate last part. I think mirrors the land acquisition debate in a lot of ways. You know? It mirrors the? Land acquisition debate okay. where uh, activists decided what farmers wanted. I think... Uh, I pretty much same is happening again. Activists no, are deciding. No, I don't agree yeah. at all. Uh, I mean, obviously, I land equation. I mean, that was. I mean, you were saying that there weren't agitation by farmers on the land bill. Not as much as you know. People don't want to. I'm be saying in this case, there is no agitation in rural India. Nobody is agitating. But they are I'm talking about but deciding. I'm talking about agitators deciding. You know, ki kharaab hai. That's what happens. That's what, that's how a movement starts. <laughs> okay, anyway. now I just like to move on. Now you guys settle it over broken limbs or bloody noses. There's a piece that you guys can also quickly pull out what you really liked or didn't like. Uh, this is from the Indian Express, dated uh, uh, September 29th, Tuesday. It's a piece by Shalini Nair. It's an issue that is very close to my heart. Uh, I, at one stage, was making a documentary film on water and I had done a lot of research and study into it. Uh, it's, about it's called Privatization of Urban Water Supply, The Muddy Picture. Now, according to reports, this government is even more gung-ho about water privatization than the last government was. UPA made a big song and dance and they were trying to do it, of course. Uh, you know, it was blocked at that time because of RTI, certain irregularities were discovered. Um, now, uh, I've seen a film called uh, The Corporation. I highly recommend everyone watch it. It won Best Film at Cannes, I think, in 92 or 93 or 99, I forget. So this, this piece argues how water privatization actually 
in countries which were the leaders, whether it was France or US, they are now municipalizing, what do they call it, when you go from privatizing to you know, the municipality owning it. Because water is too important a thing to treat it as a commodity. And the World Bank actually has been the biggest criminal in that. And there has been complicity in the last UPA government with many World Bank toadies who occupied positions of power. The World Bank did not want to define water as a right because that would completely change how it is. Just like you know, the UN didn't want to describe what happened in Rwanda as a genocide because the UN Charter states that if a genocide happens, the UN has to step in because yeah. that is why and the UN was created. Therefore, they kept changing the word. You know, semantics mattered. Water is so important. And this article, I think, does it, it's great information. People should read it. The dangers of privatizing water are huge. And to, to know what happened, you should see Bolivia's water privatization experiment. And now even in the US, they're going the other way. It's too important to, to treat as a market. And I find there's not enough space given to it. So I was very excited when I saw this in Indian Express. I, I think it's, it's, it's very important. And I'd, uh, personally, I, I'll read that article. And I'd, I would read more about uh, you know, the consequences or the pros and cons of water privatization, because I don't know much about it right now. Except to say that, uh, you know, we drink water, which has undergone only six cycles of purification. The world drinks water, which has undergone 12 cycles of purification. Which ties in with the ulcer. I, I don't <laughs> know. But you see, the fact is, uh, you know, unless we find... So, you know, what we're saying is the government is in charge of something. And I don't know of, you know, you talk of middle class families, uh, upper middle class families. Uh, you know, you, you go to a restaurant, you take... And they say, sir, filtered water chahiye aapko, you know. Any, every kitchen has a reviver or, you know, whatever the uh, water RO system is or a UV filter is. Now, why is that? I think the one primary reason for that is that our government has done an appalling job of giving us water. So while I do not know much about, you know, water privatization, it, mi it might turn out that I, I would be against it. But I also want to bring this thing that just leaving it with the government as it is right now. Fair point, especially in our context. I think especially in our point. context. I mean, you know, unless, or, you know, the, uh, some people will say, well, you know, uh, we, if we are drinking bad water, then we're getting, exposing ourselves minutely to, you know, diseases. So we're gaining antibodies and we're gaining <laughs> immunity against <laughs> it. There <laughs> is a case, there, there is a biological case. Yeah, against but that's, uh, that's, but that's ridiculous stretch. because, you know, water Aruna, causes so many view, diseases. Uh, do you have a point, a position on this or not? I, I don't think water should be privatized. I mean, I mean, I'd be, I mean, although the last, uh, I mean, the or last distribution, case, yeah, not, yeah. not the water. Mm -hmm. And the last was complete. I mean, I'm nothing against corporations, but I think I'd be a little uncomfortable if, uh, I mean, I'm Mukesh Ambani or Nandan gets to decide, you know, who, who gets uh, water who and how. Who gets water and how? So yeah. I was hoping after right to food, right to water would come in, and there were talks. About a year ago, no, at least you know, I know the activists were talking about making it. I want to say it. something which is actually very generic, and it is true with uh, most of us. You know, when we say I, I, I don't want this thing to be handled by Ambani and Adani and you know all these uh, Tata Birlas, it is absolutely right in you saying that. And the reason why these guys have gotten away with "quote unquote" murder, metaphorically speaking, is because. We think capital. We don't know what capitalism is. We think crony capitalism is, is capitalism. capitalism. We, we've never if seen a competitive market. If you regulate these guys, you know, if you uh, bloody, you know, or have a level them. playing field. Yeah, level but, playing field and know, tell them, look, you've done, you made a mistake. You pay twenty billion dollars fine. Anand, Anand, you know, capitalism cannot survive. We say, you know, US is an over -litig litigious society. I don't know what the term is, but capitalism cannot survive unless you have very robust courts. For capitalism or the markets to work, 
यू हैव टू स्टार्ट अ जुडिशियल रिफॉर्म अंटिल जुडिशियल रिफॉर्म हैपन्स आप मार्केट के साथ कुछ भी खेलते रहो पहले रेगुलेटर्स तो आए स्ट्रॉन्ग तो चैलेंज क्या होगा फाइनली तो कोर्ट ही होगा ना तो जब तक वो रोबस्ट नहीं है लाइक इन द यूएस a 76 year old woman took mcdonald's to the cleaners she sued them because they served a coffee that was too hot which burned her here reliance i don't know whether i've said this for reliance collection agents have come to my old office because of some locha they did now you think a 76 year old woman of not many means can take reliance to the cleaners no chance yeah so unless your courts are in order markets can't do jack Sorry, uh, Manisha, your view on no, the water. No, that's that's all. I, mean, I was hoping that right to water would uh, come in after right to food, and there was some talk about that, providing enough water for uh, bathing and cooking every Firstly, household, and that I would plug I a lot of leakages. I don't have any confidence in our government handling water unless they improve this. Uh, I think there are few pockets in India where the government has done a good job. I think in Maharashtra, if I remember it right, there was this one uh, thing. In the south, in Kerala, there are a couple of things. but largely in the north i mean if you go to up bihar you actually consuming poison right. you know so privatization i don't know I'm, I'm uh, and one last thing quickly i'd like to discuss i attended a book launch uh, the last week on saturday actually just a day after the hafta of kishlai bhattacharya's book which uh, young arunav wrote, wrote a piece on and he shot video which was so beautifully shot that he only carried the audio of that uh, so uh, so but i was just blown away by the what that book is about it's about how a unit of the indian army buys immigrants uh, to kill them and show them as skills of infiltrators to get awards and um now that was so scary that that can happen Uh, and i was just amazed i i asked hartosh she think it'll become a big deal he says no no one will even notice it and he was right no he's one noticed right it. yeah there was nothing about no the i haven't read drugs and i was either. blown away and, and he described a true incident right there is called catch up general there was you know it's it's actually he was taken to court uh, you know for this because he got some awards based on uh, uh, you know so rather than you know he faked blood so metaphorically they called him catch up general oh, yeah right So anyway so that was a story that I thought is But worth I have a couple of stories if we have time you yeah, know just briefly yeah so one is that our lovely quote unquote progressive pope just met the most vicious anti gay bigot called uh, Kim Davis but who was a marriage pope <laughs> yes okay <laughs> the second mo- the second most the second most anti gay bigot and hugged her and said you're doing a courageous job and have power this is what the pope has done and to tell you a bit of background about what kim davis has done she went to court yes of course so you know so she went to court and she refused to uh, get a gay couple married yeah she and as the register as the marriage register the marriage and she went to prison for that yeah. and she was celebrated by the the right wing as a major hero uh, yeah i i i so when pope you know people call and he's this is not the first time he's done things like that he doesn't even understand subconsciously he thinks probably he's progressive like he says you know he said the priests should actually pardon women who undergo abortion as if women undergoing abortion is a sin but so he considers it at the same time he says pardon but i will say as popes go he has pissed off the uh, republican right in the us more than any other pope because he he's not a climate change denier you know he gave that when john bainer you know got him finally to address uh, the 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 congress in washington he said climate change needs to be addressed the right of the planet uh, he has said who are we to judge and that pissed off so many cardinals so as popes go he has pushed the boundary more than any other pope 
but yeah in in the terms of you so know when you have a baseline so low yeah, then and a lot of people can be not progressive easy, not, not yeah. difficult yeah i think and any other piece any other piece of news or information that yeah the other one sorry the two pieces the the one was that uh, just today indian express reported that uh, there was a commission sanskrit commission that was set up by the upa in 2012 that had in charge mr shastri who the upa people think he's a congress acolyte he's got padma bhushan and all that and they have listed out these incredible draconian baloney recommendations i cannot believe really like what yes <laughs> uh, you know i mean if a bjp commission had done that for the next two weeks it'll be halla bol so what they've done is sanskrit should be made compulsory okay and uh, scientists scientific institution should be set up where scientists study the vedic rituals of uh, oh, calling yeah, for rain oh yeah i read about this i read about yeah. this that uh, is there any yeah yes. what is the impact what is the How impact interesting of and aisa koi grant agar mil jaye na i am your assistant theek asi bhi baithi ganga mein haath dho leta so uh, you know <laughs> yeah that was interesting anyone everything any? i read this week is this little headline in times of india there's a little snippet today that they carried uh, talking about a young leopard's night out that turned into a nightmare because its mm. head got stuck it's like a jataka tale na and a crowd gathered around yeah. the hapless animal but no stone was cast at it guess what headline they came up with what leopard hooked to pot but not stoned Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Leopard so hooked to pot. Two cheers to some whoever came up with it, and the editor for letting it go. Which page is this? Times of India. Which page? I don't know the page. I I don't know. I mean, I can know. I be uh, you know a bit of an ass and say mm-hmm. that I think this was a if you think it from the perspective of the leopard, you know, or you know, per, yeah, or, you, or put the lep- you know put it on you know your shoes in it. and put a matka over your head I and roam around <laughs> i'm sure many politicians do that but you know uh, yeah imagine a, you're stuck yes, head was stuck and you would be distraught you would be and then a paper pain. came up with this headline and then if somebody <laughs> says you know uh, uh, let's say if uh, you know the prime minister had this matka over his head and you know modi <laughs> hooked to pot but not stoned <laughs> or rahul so funny <laughs> but they'll never mention so actually took it out huh yeah i was surprised yes. like nice As in, in fact, I wanted it. to find the out how they it. took it out. Did they do, you know, <coughs> de- or welding? Oh, or they took it. I I thought you were asking whether they carried the headline. They carried the headline, but how? No, oh, no, as a scientist, how did they take it out? Take it out, dude. <coughs> how did they have taken out? They tranquilize, करके फिर उसको the queen ke then they could have dislocated its neck yeah. that's unsafe so i think as a scientist what do you think they would have heated it but then it could have burnt him so hang on i'm 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 not a mechanical engineer exactly <laughs> that's what you think with you know that's what you think with i think you non science prob- people i mean what i no- normally thought i mean usually they would have probably you know just welded the thing and broken the pot that, that, that the welding under garmi se suppose it would have dripped on him it could have clipped kade ka hoga matka hi hoga tranquilize karke nikal diya i think you can pull it off ha sabun laga grease grease laga and they put lubricant on his neck yes and then they pulled it out yeah so yeah poor leopard must be so scared for 10 hours no but you strangled it get his head inside that drinking water okay so uh, we'll wind up on that note remember guys i haven't plugged this throughout this episode when the public pays the public is served when corporations pay corporations are served pay to keep news free support independent media it will just help news media all around and you and us if you don't like us pay someone else but definitely get involved pay to keep news free thank you all for coming here and uh, tomorrow is gandhi jayanti right uh, i just indulge myself and think for me Uh, I mean, along with Michael Jordan, Bapu Gandhi is my <laughs> hero. 
like both of them achieved that nobody else could. And I'm going to ask Michael Jordan who when you talk of <laughs> both these men in this thing. But, but you know, if I can just take 10 seconds and yeah, say, yeah. people don't realize the the amount of effort Gandhi ji did as far as you know to try and remove untouchability. When you talk of villages, when you talk of what Ambedkar went through, so you know to actually say to go on a fast to say unless uh, you know Dalits are admitted into temples, I am fast unto death. People, you know, people and then then context. at that exact, point of time, you know, for a person who had then the con- you know? that's mm. so important. Great so man, I think he was an amazing man. Uh, Aruna, are you convinced? No. He's not fond of Gandhi. Are you fond of anyone? In fact, a lot of... I'm fond of Ambedkar. Are the youngsters aren't... Are you fond of Bhagat Singh? I'm fond of Ambedkar. No. But Ambedkar had a problem with the way he dealt with untouchability. Which is also fair. I think Ambedkar made a compelling argument. But what I like most... I think we need both actually. What I like most about Bapu was that he walked the Both dog. Both, you have to choose. Oh, I yes. mean, there is a no, I, either or here. No. I of think course, I, I mean, in the, in the, in the core argument, there is Gandhi either or here. One, of those one was rejection, one left, was reform. Wait, one, 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 one by one. Left Sorry. and the right, both don't like Gandhi. I find that very strange. I mean, Arundhati Roy, you know, a lot of... Yeah, the far left I don't know why. Right. I think they found him very Brahminical. You were saying, sorry? I said, the, if you really boil it down to what they were saying, Ambedkar rejected yeah, Hinduism. Yeah, the reform and said, is a reject. I don't know how you reform Gandhi something as fucked up as... said you reform. I think you need both. I don't think everyone can reject uh, because some Kabhi people do karte need. To whatever. <laughs> so you're saying you have to choose between... You can't be a fan of both. Is that what you're saying, Arunab? I'm thinking it's slightly hypocritical to be... You know. I think you can like... I mean, you know, that's a bit Bush-like, that for us or against us. I think you can appreciate different things about both. I th- and because Gandhi approached caste from having lived as... I have a lot of problems with Gandhi is the whole thing to, you know, prohibition and all that. Yes, just of course, but no one's saying that... No, I had a... The, the, also the, not, you know... I'm not saying that he was the perfect person. He was not. He was flawed in many ways and deeply flawed in some. But as far as human beings go... He said, this is what I believe in and this is what I will do. If you're with me, come along, otherwise piss off. And he had that courage and that conviction and he walked that path. Whether people were behind him or not didn't matter. And people got behind him. I think that is so brave. I haven't heard of anyone in my life or history I, I mean, who had the balls to do oh, that. Yeah. And he, you know, I think by, at the later point of his life, he went into a zone which was like, you know, as like fourth or fifth dimension, which normal people just couldn't get into. I mean, he was, as, as Mountbatten said, we have 50,000 people in Punjab trying to prevent bloodshed, and we have one man in Naukhali in Bengal who's doing better than us. Yeah. The guy was, and you know, people were throwing uh, broken glasses and, you know, fecal matter on the road because they hated Gandhi. He was, walking, he was walking barefoot. Through it, yeah. You know, so... It, it requires, the, oh. the, I think I admire him for his courage. They... I have not heard of a person with that kind of courage, you know. And I admire Ambedkar for his compelling arguments, for his intelligence. And in that time, to stand against Gandhi, again, a man of immense courage would say, I will take you on, not aggressively or badly like you were taking on Manisha, because you're ill-mannered like that, but in a way more, but yet disagreeing with him. I think... uh, Oh, no, I think India was blessed with remarkable people. And, you know... But you know, Ambedkar stood down against Gandhi. You know, Gandhi, yes. when he went on, on Pune Act, Ambedkar wanted a separate uh, uh, representation, and Gandhi said no. So he went on a fast, and Ambedkar finally said, bhai, you know, I'll, uh, the owners will be, they'll yeah. put so the blame he on me. Back. Yeah. So he stepped back. But great man. The great uh, man. Ambedkar absolutely. was not emotional, which is what I love about him. You know, and Gandhi was a very emotional person. He was very religious. He was, you know, yeah.
so yeah so on that note um, thank you bapu for all that you did for us and or even on behalf of arunab <laughs> arunab who's just struggling. like i don't want to say I thanks mai mai bol raha thanks mere liye kya kiya mai to daru peeta hu mai to beer peeta hu he was against all that chalo koi baat nahi but teri taraf se maine bhi thanks bol diya arunab to bapu and uh, tomorrow's gandhi jayanti and thank you for the holiday we're getting <laughs> because uh, dry day <laughs> dry day that that i want to say what what is with this country and uh, you know national holidays and dry days up, right? why and if any that i'm talking up now but, <laughs> but 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 why i mean gandhi jayanti fir bhi i understand that the man knows against alcohol respect mat pio daru but why can't you celebrate why can't you you know celebrate independence day with a drink i mean yeah, yeah I, i agree yeah completely yeah. you should be able to Yeah, no. I mean, I, so, I don't. I, I, I think that's the next after net neutrality uh, and uh, that entire judicial reform. The next campaign uh, news run should take up should be uh, Daru. Anti-prohibition. Daru, Daru on independence. Okay. Okay. Fine. Happy. Now can we thank Bapu? Okay. So we leave you with this song. Thank you all for joining Hafta, and uh, be back again next week. Bye bye. Episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry. dot com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.